At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Thank you, Brent Musburger. Thank you, Charles Barkley. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio. It is Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number eight is here as well. Drew Dinsick to join us momentarily from the Bet the Edge podcast. And of course, Drew Dinsick, classic from the old. Uh, well, not the Bet the Edge podcast, but of course the Deep Dive podcast, which he does with Andy Molitor, also a gentleman and a scholar himself. Mark Borchard, Paul Spore, we'll talk baseball today because we didn't get to yesterday with guessing lines and Pete Futak on college football. Plus, Jeffrey and I ruminate on the college football weekend and the upcoming lines through the prism of our contest entries. How'd you do this week, you and Wes? Thank you to the Raiders to at least get us to an over 500. There you go. So we went we went three and two. Uh, no thanks to uh, one that you and I both lost on the Atlanta Falcons' oh, performance against the Eagles. Still the worst performance of the weekend by a wide margin. By a wide margin. Uh, we're going to get to Drew here, and, and we have different clocks and different segments here. But I just want to go through this game last night real quick, the last sequence in the fourth quarter in overtime, uh, just to relive it here one second, because I think everybody's missing like the biggest single thing that didn't happen in this game. Uh, so the, in case you missed it last night, if you're trapped under a heavy object, the Raiders beat the Ravens in overtime, 33-27, to in what can only be described as bizarro fashion fourth quarter 17 to 10 Ravens second and six of the Baltimore 36 Lamar Jackson fumbles Quentin Jefferson forces the fumble six plays later it's tied 17 apiece ensuing drive we're in the fourth quarter now six play drive big play Jackson a Watkins 49 yard pass play followed immediately by Latavius Murray's eight yard touchdown run 24 17 Ravens all right 
10 play Raiders drive, big play Carter Ruggs for 37 on a third and 10 at the Baltimore 47. Carter Waller, two plays later, 24 24, 344 left. By the way, Waller, 19 targets, 10 catches, 105 yards at a touchdown. By the way, I played the over prop on primetime action. It was 68 and a half. I'm like, what? That's going to change. All right, then. Uh, a Ravens drive, keep in mind, it's 24-24. The Ravens have the ball, a drive that takes us through the two-minute warning. The biggest play, a Lamar Jackson 28-yard run on second and 10 from the Baltimore 35 with exactly two minutes left. Uh, they take it all the way down to 37 seconds left in the game. Justin Tucker, 47-yard field goal. Chip shot for him. And here's the moment that no one's talking about. 37 seconds left. They're up a field goal, the Ravens. No mortar kick. Why doesn't anybody on any broadcast mention this? Mortar kick it there. Do not kick it in the end zone. Make them field it. Waste some time. Perhaps you could pin them, but the time at 37, it's not a minute 37, it's 37 seconds. Mortar kick. Do I know that they don't win if you mortar kick? I don't. But is there a possibility they don't if you do that? Yes. But of course they don't. Justin Tucker kicks it through the end zone. Two completions to Brian Edwards, 20 and 18 yards with two incompletions. It's a 55-yard field goal from Daniel Carlson with two seconds left. We're going overtime. And then in overtime, if you thought that was wacky enough. Overtime, third and four from the Baltimore 34. <laughs> Raiders ball. You had to see this to believe it. Car to Edwards. Good night, everybody. Uh, everybody on the field. They're dapping up Lamar. Everybody's dapping up each other. Touchdown, right? Well, not with our naked eyes. Uh, quarter of the stadium leaves. Except uh, his knee was down on review, first and goal at the one. They have to clear the field. Quarterback sneak from Carr is stymied, I guess, on first down. I'm not really sure about that. Then a false start on Alex Leatherwood. Hard count. Alex Leatherwood jumps. Oh, my goodness, is this really happening? Second and goal incomplete. Third and goal, Carr whips a pass through Willie Sneed's hands, off a helmet, picked off by Anthony Averett. Holy hell, what is happening? Ravens get the football. Five plays later, third and seven at the Baltimore 33, uh, 33, Carl Nassib hits Lamar, another fumble. I don't care how good he played. If you fumble twice, that's a bad night. Terrible. First and 10 at the Baltimore 27, 431 left in overtime after a one-yard Drake rush. Gruden sends Carlson out to kick a 43-yard field goal, except Carlson's practicing at the net, and they can't find him in time. Delay of game, five yards back. Gruden sends the offense back on the field. What is happening? And then second and 14 at the Baltimore 31. Carr to Zay Jones on a play that Marlon Humphrey legitimately stops chasing on when he figures he's cooked. Good night, everyone, for the real for real this time. 33-27 Raiders win. What in holy hell was that? Jeffrey, you were at that game. How, many, how much of the crowd left uh, when, on the first supposed touchdown? I, I would say uh, close to a fifth uh, <laughs> for sure. The uh, world. Le- le- left their seats. By the way, on the last touchdown, I don't think the TV cameras gave it justice because Marlon Humphrey just got completely cooked on the play. Yeah, just stopped. He completely stopped. That's even a, I kept than saying he realized it. On he was like, I'm done. He's like, yeah, here. Maybe Zay will drop it like he has in the past. <laughs> He's screaming at him, hoping to distract him. Here's Adam Schefter. Up until Monday night's overtime loss to the Raiders, the Ravens had won 98 straight games dating back to 2004 where they had a 14-plus point lead. No more. Let's bring him in for the Deep Dive Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, also the Bet the Edge Podcast from NBC Sports. It's Drew Didzik. How you doing, Drew? Oh, not too bad. I feel sorry for all of our East Coast friends who may have missed that ending because that was truly truly insane. It was truly insane. What do you what, do you, what is your takeaway from that game from either a Ravens or Raiders standpoint? 
Well, uh, man, the Ravens have problems. Honestly, uh, I thought they in general didn't really have a ton of intensity for a Monday night game that a game that was expected to be competitive closing spread plus three uh, for the Raiders. There, obviously a very hot side lot yesterday. Somebody really uh, laid the wood there on the Raiders into the close. Um, but ultimately it did look like the Ravens were looking past the Raiders to a degree. I thought the Ravens um, pass protection was suspect. Clearly Lamar Jackson, not looking very comfortable in the pocket. And that was up against what is clearly a below average pass rush across the NFL. So they're going to face some more difficult tests as the season goes on. And the uh, offensive line still with many, many questions for this Ravens team. Uh, And, you know, in just in general, the defense for the Ravens, I had on a relatively high pedestal and I need to reevaluate that because there were a number of issues with that defense. They did not generate the pressure. I I had expected. Um, We saw a relatively high blitz count and there was, you know, there was no ability really for those guys to make an impact in the game, particularly in the second half and uh, you know the loss of Marcus Peters, the loss of Jimmy Smith, all of a sudden what was on paper uh, a very clear top five coverage unit has Marlon Humphrey and a bunch of guys. So um, it's going to be an interesting first you know, little stretch of the season here for the Ravens. Uh, the more difficult part of their schedule is kind of the middle of the, the season. So if they can't get right here after this uh, Chiefs game, uh, you know, weeks three through six, then uh, we could be talking about the Ravens having a very underwhelming season come Thanksgiving. Full disclosure, I when it got down to three, as a principled wager, I took the Ravens minus three. Football hates me, Drew. It hates me. You weren't alone. Yeah. You weren't alone. By the way, a lot there were a lot of us in the, kind of right at the close, you know, say, th- thinking this th- this can't be the right number. <laughs> it's moved yeah. too much. I wasn't going to get uh, involved, but then I was like, I have to. Yeah, and uh, you know, there was I, I didn't think that was an unfair result. Ultimately, that the Raiders won that game. The Raiders obviously with the you know had a couple of uh, um, you know fluky plays in that fourth quarter, but. Uh, they don't, they kept their heads together. Uh, they, they were able to protect Derek Carr. And when you can give Derek Carr time, particularly, um, you know, give him protection up the middle, then he can carve you. And he did it all throughout that fourth quarter in overtime. I totally get though. Why? If we, if we remember hard knocks from last year, you could sense John Gruden's frustration with Derek Carr, a la say Sean McVay with Jared Goff. And I can totally get why last night was the perfect microcosm. He even said it himself after the game of his, of his career. Like, He's two of, I'll flesh it out because he didn't quite flesh it out this way, Derek Carr. But, you know, at one point he's two of ten. And he's like targeted Waller seven times. So it's like it's tunnel visioned and he's super inaccurate. And then right as you're ready to just throw him to the scrap heap, he'll make a great play. Like I can't imagine how frustrating that is for Raiders fans and Raiders backers, even in victory. Yeah, I I, I mean, buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be that way for the next 17 weeks. So, um, you know, I think uh, uh, ultimately that will probably keep the Raiders from, you know, com- competing in a very, very tough all of a sudden AFC West. Um, and uh, this was obviously a huge win. You know, this is uh, this was a very tough opponent. They got it done at home. Uh, so hat tip to you. And it, it is, you, but you're right, though. Um, there were some relatively sharp voices calling for Marcus Mariota about quarter one. <laughs> That's uh, right. And then the next thing you know, Derek Carr finishes the week as the passing leader in the NFL. So it's what incredible. <laughs> and the entire AFC West, just like the NFC West, uh, wins every single game this weekend. Um, all right, we have two minutes before our first break. What was your, besides that game, what was your single biggest takeaway from any team, either to the good or to the bad? What did you have to reevaluate the most? Not, not overreacting, but maybe have to keep an eye on. 
Sure. I'm just going to go macro instead of picking on one or two teams and tell you that the parity across the NFL this season is eye opening, yes. eye popping. It was obviously a huge week for week for weekend for the dogs. Um, but I think that just speaks to you have pretty high quality quarterback play um, generally for 20, 25 teams at this point. Um, and so every dog is live, at least as long as you have a quarterback and as long as you have a coach, there's really only a handful of teams that you can kind of put towards the very bottom. And it's because of inexperience at quarterback or inexperience at coach or both. Uh, and then everybody else is, you know, is, is kind of live in the mix. The, the gap between the haves and the have nots, or at least the gap between the, uh, you know, the upper echelon teams, maybe chiefs accepted, uh, and then the rest of, uh, you know, kind of the competitors is, is very, very small. I, you know, it's, it's going to be, and I, you know, at that end, uh, home field advantage really didn't manifest much of an impact in terms of results. I didn't think so. It was, um, it was, a I, I it was a very parody, uh, you know, uh, uh, inducing week the way that I've viewed things. And now think about that boys and girls, if we could just think about that for a second. So I always say that about baseball over the last year, over the last few years, right? The chasm between the haves and the have nots widens ever more. Now, what Drew just said about the NFL, and I agree completely, Drew, that it's the opposite. It's it's more parity than anything. And then throw in a point spread on top of all of it, and it's like yeah. this is this is Michigan for uh, <laughs> to think that you are going to uh, do this over the long term. It's it's a fascinating week one, but it's why we love the National Football League. We'll come back more with Drew Densick, see what he's bet uh, this upcoming week thus far, what he's looking to bet, and uh, find out how his U.S. Open ended up going as well. Uh, Drew Densick on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here, in case you haven't noticed. And it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522- 4700. Skill Alexander, Drew Densick, uh, at whale underscore capper, host of not only the Bet the Edge podcast, but as I like to say, Densick Classic with Andy Molitor, the deep dive podcast, which he still does. <laughs> By the way, great hanging out with you and Andy and, and Mateo and Kelly the other night, man. Had a ball. That was as much fun as I've had in Las Vegas in years. Uh, it was great. And, and good food, by the way. Good food as well. Um, Absolutely. I want to throw these out because it's like the, you know, I don't want to overreact to week one, but I just want to, I want to place these as a placeholder on record so that we can go back and play it like at the end of week 18, which is, I'll say these two things. Kansas City Chiefs, Cleveland Browns are the best two teams in the AFC, period. Yes? Agreed. And there's a gap. Yeah. And there's a gap. Now, here's the more controversial one. The four teams in the NFC West are four of the best five teams in the NFC. Oh, I don't have any question with that at all. Good. No way. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they, the two through five in some order, and we don't really know. And we don't really yeah. know. The, the, the Arizona Cardinals are the one that might make people's head explode. But that was my biggest takeaway, Drew, from week one. I was talking about this on Guessing Lines and on Primetime last night. There is something about that team, the way they came out of the gate. I am yep. looking to make futures plays on them where I did not before the season started. I'm not going to stop you at all, uh, obviously. And my my again, the deep my deep dive co-host uh, Andy made this point to, to me last night. He was literally like, "Yeah, we forgot that Kyler Murray got hurt somewhat early in the season last year, and that really impacted his willingness and his effectiveness on the ground. And now that he has that dimension back in his game, he's just as dynamic as we remember from the early part of the season. And uh, he's going to be an absolute handful for defenses to to deal with because he is basically Russell Wilson light. Uh, he doesn't have, you know, exactly the same kind of vision and definitely not the same pedigree to this point in his career, but his elusiveness is obvious. His athleticism is spectacular and uh, going up against defenses that lack, uh, you know, kind of top tier speed and talent. He's going to be able to, uh, you know, move the ball uh, with ease. And I mean, the, the, the offensive performance was still stymied to a degree, in my opinion, by the play calling of Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury and Murray kind of succeeded in spite of that. And that's fine. Um, but the defense for the Arizona Cardinals was a heck of a lot better than I expected as well. They made plays in that game against Tennessee. And I don't exactly want to say that, Hey, sometimes you know, Tennessee rolled out of bed and gave you an F performance. Yeah. Um, but the Arizona defense was a meaningful part of that. Kyler Murray, the elusiveness of a water bug. If you've ever noticed the motion of a water, it's just incredible. <laughs> yeah. 
terrible. You, it, you just, yes. it's, it, it, and if you're betting against him or yeah. Russell Wilson for all these years, as we know, it's just, just one of the worst experiences you could possibly have. What, have you bet anything week two already? I'm into three totals at this point. I haven't played any sides. I, honestly, I don't know what I'm going to pick for contests. <laughs> these oh. sides look really tight. Dude. I think I just got to find, <laughs> I just got to find five dogs at this point. Uh, and you know, the, the, the bad spots are, uh, you know, the teams that are, are good that are in bad spots are matched up against just the, the worst of the worst. Um, you know, the, I, I guess I'll, I'll just recap what we played on Sunday on the openers. We played the under 42 and a half in the uh, giants Redskins. excuse me, the giants Washington football team game on Thursday night football. Uh, that's down to 41. I think that was the correct move directionally. T- Taylor Heineke was a huge aspect of that decision-making. Um, similarly, we played the over in San Francisco, Philadelphia, the injury to uh, Jason Verrett for San Francisco was part of that decision-making Philadelphia's offense being as frisky as we had hoped was part of that decision making. And then we played uh, Dallas chargers over 51 and a half. That's up to 55 now. Um, and that's, again, that's the correct directional move there. That, that game looks like first to 40 wins. As far as I could tell you, um, not that I have any disrespect for the chargers defense. That unit was pretty impressive, specific, you know, a couple of standout performances, but I don't see them generating pressure on Dallas, which means Dallas is going to get theirs in that game. Uh, and then, uh, I'm trying to figure out what to do with the Cincinnati Chicago game. Uh, I want to be on the dog there, but after how emotional that win was against Minnesota, I'm not sure you get as impressive a performance out of Cincinnati on the road, even though Chicago, uh, you know, I think has some severe limitations in their uh, total offensive output. Um, I'm eventually going to take the Indianapolis Colts. I want the best possible price available. We're looking at fours right now across the board. I'm hopeful that this steams to four and a half at some point earlier in the week. Uh, I don't know that we're going to get any bad injury news for the Rams, but I'm expecting we will at some point get some good injury news for Indianapolis and the line will probably close at four or three and a half. So uh, Indianapolis Colts, the only side that is uh, for sure going to be on my card come Sunday that I haven't made a play on yet. And those were three overs, Drew, that you played? Uh, under for under Washington. For, um, under for over, the Giants in Washington. Over for, uh, yeah, over for the Niners, over for the Cowboys. Uh, is that Cowboys Chargers? I realize you got it at a better number. It's at 55. Dare I yeah, ask was... you this question? Uh, at 55, is it still, like, low enough to play? I, I yeah, can't I... imagine that game is not going to be a shootout. Yeah, that that one and the Chiefs uh, Ravens game both look uh, like pretty obvious uh, games that are going to get into the 60s, in my opinion. My fare on Dallas uh, uh, L.A. was 56, um, so there's still a little value at 55. Uh, 55 and a half, you're getting pretty close. But you didn't play the Chiefs Ravens total. I haven't. No, I'm. Okay. I'm not sure what to do with that game, honestly. I mean, Mandy and I talked about it on Sunday and, you know, trying to come up with, well, how many days do you have to wait before this Kansas City two and a halfs are gone? And we kind of settled on, you know, we figured the the Ravens would, you know, wouldn't give us what they gave us yesterday. Uh, and so the fact that it reopened at three and a half, four uh, made sense considering the result on Monday Night Football. Um, and at this point, I think it's Ravens or nothing uh, for that game. Uh, we had an exchange, Chrissy Andrews and I, during guessing lines yesterday about that game. We're going to play it back in a little while, but it's it's a it's telling about that Kansas City Baltimore game. I was incredulous that uh, he was telling me that the look ahead was two and a half. I was like, there's no possible way. We have a uh, wager for one dollar on where that line will end up. One United States dollar. 
Um, what did you do in the contest? How did you guys do in the contest last week? Uh, three and two uh, had some disappointing uh, performances. Dragged me down. It, you know, it looked like we were going to go five and zero for a while, but um, you know, the, the uh, ultimately the the three and two start will take it. Um, this week's going to be tough though. Like I said, I, you know, I really, uh, I really don't get a sense that there are true, uh, good sides this week, especially once, uh, you know, some of the early line value gets sucked out of these with Pittsburgh, for instance, uh, Pittsburgh, Vegas, Vegas is already down to five and a half at a lot of places. I think that's probably where that contest line lands. Uh, similarly, um, uh, there was another six that's down to five and a half Seattle, Tennessee, Tennessee's going to be a pretty popular side this week. A lot of people expecting them to bounce back. Didn't see that Seattle indie result as especially true result. At least Seattle has a tendency to take their foot off the gas. They did it against Indianapolis. They could have won that game by 30 if they had felt like it. Instead, they kind of, uh, you know, relaxed a little bit in the second half. And I think anyone backing Tennessee is expecting Tennessee's offense to bounce back combined with the fact that Seattle can let you in the back door. Uh, so the fact that those sixes are gone is frustrating. So, uh, you know, as I look at the board right now, the sides look pretty tight. Um, not to make you relive this, but I'm trying to I'm trying to ascertain if you had the Dalvin Cook, Damian Harris, Kiniella that I had on Sunday. Which were the two teams that let you down ultimately? Uh, Minnesota and um, Washington. Oh, Minnesota, New England for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the New England the New England result was not a fair result, by the way. If you want, if there's brutal. one box score, if there's yeah. one final score that does not um, jive with the box score. It was the Miami new England that stands out the most to me. Uh, New England should have had about 24 points in that game. uh, And Miami was relatively lucky to get to 17 in my opinion. So uh, I think, I think there's probably some latent value on new England. Still Uh, the fact that they're already steamed up to six at some places against the jets is pretty mind boggling. Uh, I don't even, can you remember the last time we were like in week two of the NFL season and a rookie quarterback was laying six on the road? (laughs) No, I can't not off the top of my head. Um, but yet that's the case right now, New England at the jets, the, the dolphins thing should just bring this up. Cause we have 90 seconds. Um, after a while, like smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors, smoke and mirrors. At some point it becomes your identity and they're just doing something. Are, are we at that point with Miami? Yeah. In the turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm I just mean, saying they, they win a lot of these games, don't they? Where it's like, Oh, they yeah. shouldn't have won. This. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If your identity is win ugly uh, and, you know, kind of, continue to make the turnover. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's Belichickian-esque, honestly. There was a lot of games. You go back into the days before Tom Brady was a world beater. That's how the Patriots won a lot of games. <laughs> like they were, they were scrappy. They were getting your, you know, winning the turnover battle and uh, converting their opportunities at a high clip. And uh, that's what uh, Miami's doing right now. I mean, uh, you know, again, kind of, the the global recap was, you know, we had kind of come into the season with, oh, well, that unit on that team's going to stink. And this unit on that team's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, like we kind of had kind of, you know, put the distributions for all the different players and units out there and, and almost across the board, the stuff that I expected to be especially good or especially bad was pretty close to average. <laughs> yeah. All right, Drew, uh, you, your U.S. Open on a scale from zero to ten was a... Uh, men's 10 out of 10, women's 2 out of 10. <laughs> Interesting. All right, but we'll talk uh, with Indian Wells. We'll do that up in a couple weeks, yes? Oh, absolutely. I want to go out there, actually. I think, oh, uh, beautiful. A reasonable cho- chance I'm, I'm out there for a bunch of that. Drew Dinsick on a numbers game. Thank you, Drew. Coming back. Hey, best of luck, Bill. You too. Jeff and I on college football next. Numbers game. A numbers game with 
Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Jeffrey Parlay, producer number eight, also producer number five, the Grover Cleveland producers for those scoring at home. Uh, all right, Jeff, yesterday, guessing line. So this for, for those who are tuning in to a numbers game for the first time this football season, this is kind of how our the rhythm, the tenor of our week goes. Monday is guessing line. It's all NFL, two hours. We don't get a moment to breathe. Our first look ahead to the lines of the upcoming week of the National Football League. That is also in podcast form. Uh, and by the way, thank you, everybody, to making the Beating the Book podcast uh, so successful. Megapod already shooting to the top 20 of all VEASAN podcast episodes ever. And uh, we'll see if Guessing Lines can get there as well. Uh, but Guessing Lines is is available in so many different formats. Megapod is just podcast format, so it's not really a fair fight in that respect. But then on Tuesdays, we get to reflect on baseball and college football and, of course, the NFL as well. Uh, and let's talk college football for the first time here, Jeffrey, because uh, I know you do the Bet Center with uh, your buddy Ben Wilson. You guys do it for four hours on Saturday night, Bet Center? Six to ten Pacific. That must be a beautiful thing. Hey, look, it was a quick reminder because also, too, it was the first episode where we have this new format that the listeners are getting used to, like you and I are getting used to mm-hmm. uh, here at the network. What a fun, quick-paced show that is on Saturday night. Oh. Well, it was like it's like primetime action last night doing three hours during that football game, although half of it was during the football game. It's like before you know it, it's, it's like, wait, that was three hours? It's so much fun to do while games are going on. And, and that, by the way, so we'll just go, we'll go back and forth here, Jeffrey, just takeaways from college football. One, just from a betting perspective, and I just want to throw this out here again, pre-flop is one thing, in-game is another. And I think we can't beat this horse enough. College football specifically, specifically, because no sport reveals itself more reliably once the game has begun than college football does. And it makes sense intuitively, right? We're just talking about the parody of the NFL. NFL, good God, anything could happen. It's Plinko, once again. It's the Price is Right game. That's what it, ha- that's what it is, ATS. It's just that metal you know, uh, chip falling down the rungs and then going increasingly faster and increasingly more jittery until it lands in a slot. College football is different. College football, Jeff, I mean, I'm just thinking of the two that I bet rampantly in-game late on Saturday. So well after the Ohio State-Oregon game, I'm talking into the night, Michigan versus Washington. We had Dr. Bob on. He loved Michigan preflop. But then all you had to do was watch. Even if you had a preflop player now, all you had to do was watch a little bit of that game. You're like, oh, my God, UW is terrible. Like, we knew it last week. We got it confirmed. And if you just kept betting Michigan... It was a boon. The other one was the Stanford-USC game. Clay Helton losing his job because of it. By the way, should Stanford get two wins for that because they knocked out Clay Helton as well? I believe it's five, actually. I believe they should get five wins in the, line, in the, in the win column. But that was another one where you're like, oh, this, this Stanford's crushing them. And, and USC has no answers. And you could still play Stanford. Now, there were a couple garbage touchdowns for USC, so right, full disclosure, I bit one, one too many in-game bets. But you get the idea. So, again, that, that's my, again, takeaway number one from college football week after week, and I'll, I'll say it again. In-game betting college football is unlike in-game betting any other sport, in my humble opinion. 100% agree with you there. Yeah. 100% agree with you. 
that's where I made most of my money this week. Yeah. Which, again, the one in-game bet that I was – you would say I was reckless, and looking back on it, I was reckless. I bet Miami way too many times to win that game against Appalachian State mm. and got very lucky. Very fortunate. That was one of those where – and, again, you got to be careful with this, especially with in-game, and you did a tremendous job – with that Stanford game where it was obvious that Stanford was much better than USC on that night, even though I think USC is the better team. And we know now we now know why USC was so flat. Helton was on his last straw. Uh, but, but Gil, I want to look at the Pac-12 for a second here because Oregon now has the best win anyone has had this, in the first two weeks, and it's not particularly close. Going on the road, winning in the horseshoe against yeah. Ohio State. And now look, Ohio State is much worse than they were a year ago. Because C.J. Stroud is nowhere near the player that Justin Fields is. And Justin Fields was able to make up for that defense not being as good as it's been in the past last year. Stroud is not good enough to make up for it. And look, the Big Ten East, which is a, might be the best division in college football top to bottom to begin with. Because Rutgers and Maryland at the bottom are the best bottom teams for a division in college football. Michigan's looked pretty impressive through the first two weeks. And, Gil, Penn State is really talented. It's just a matter of will Sean Clifford give them enough. Now, Penn State this week plays Auburn, so we'll get a good test there. But the Oregon Ducks and the Pac-12 currently have the best win anyone has through mm-hmm. two weeks. And it's quite possible, Gil, that that win holds up as the best win anyone has all college football season. You might be right. By the way, ESPN's game day going to college game day, going to Happy Valley, going to State College this weekend for that Auburn-Penn State game where hotel rooms uh, can be had for 1000 or 2000 bucks. Like that, I, mean, I don't think there's any left, but that's what they were going for up there at State College. Uh, you, you must have been reading my notes. Because C.J. Stroud was was my other was one of my other three uh, other other two takeaways, and Bob Stoops. This is not an original thought. Bob Stoops said this at halftime. I don't know if you saw the Fox coverage. By the way, too many people on the desk at Fox. There's like 24 people on that desk. Bob Stoops said it. He says C.J. Stroud, whether he can run or, or and just chooses not to, or doesn't have the ability or the confidence to do so yet completely lets the defense off the hook. So it's just like you said, Jeff. He makes an otherwise meh defense just look better than they are because there was no threat of him tucking the ball under at any point, seemingly. And as you're watching the second half, I was like, oh, my God, Stoops is dead on with this. There was like He just never even thought to do it. So that, to me, is the biggest. I mean, Dwayne Haskins didn't run the football, but that's a, those are the two examples of, of Ohio State quarterbacks that never had that kind of threat. But that that was glaring in that loss, I thought. What's another one from you? Well, first off, can we get rid of the FBS, the, the high-level FBS teams playing FCS teams? Can we just get rid of that? <laughs> You're done with that experience. Uh, I'm done with that. I mean, Oklahoma beat Western Carolina by a zillion. Alabama, yeah. which, by the way, I, I, I forgot to mention this last week, Gil. They're raising their hand in Montana and say, hey, wait, what about no, us? But I no, get it. I, Washington's not high level. Yeah. It's pretty apparent that the Washington Huskies are bad at football yeah. in 2021. So you don't mean scrapping it entirely, just the high no, level. No, I don't want to see Alabama waste the game against Mercer. There's yeah. no need. Oh, which, by the way, uh, congratulations to Nick Saban yet again pulling a John Calipari and telling the world this team stinks, even though his team is the best <laughs> in college football. At least Calipari, at least Calipari has the, uh, the decency to actually have a bad team early in college basketball <laughs> season. Or at least every yeah. once in a while, the 
recruits don't work, yeah. but the recruits always work with Saban uh, for sure. Uh, look, you know, I, I'll say this, and, and I keep coming back to the Big Ten East just as a whole. I, again, like you're looking at a conference where that has been so dominated by Ohio State. And then I'll make it as a Big Ten as a whole here, actually. Because Iowa was very impressive against Iowa State. It, it's like you're reading my notes. Yeah, no, well, look, yeah. I, I guess yeah. I, we're, we're simpatico on all yeah. this because we'll look at that, the, the Cyhawk here, actually, for a second. Instead of the Big Ten, he's to hold that for a little bit later. But can we stop with Iowa State? Being this, this, this is oh, exactly the best thing they've what, ever had. That's exactly we've what said, I have. We've said this two years in a row now. And Gil, it's look, they're talented. The defense is pretty good. Hall is a great running back. Sensational. Brock Purdy is uh, mediocre what, at best. What the, the rumors of Brock Purdy's ascendance have been greatly exaggerated. Like it, just like we're living in a time loop because it's been three straight years now where yeah. we've said Iowa State's going to take the, the leap. Iowa State's going to take Remember the he leap. Remember, he was terrible in that bowl game too. Terrible last year. in the bowl game. Terrible. And he was. And and look, it's Can, not even like it's not even like Petrus was good for Iowa in right. that game. Right. And he was probably the better quarterback. Can in that we also game. extend this to Matt Campbell though? I hate to be rude. But it's like the Kirk Ferentz, Matt Campbell juxtaposition sort of came out in that game, too, where it's like, well, let's stop trying to canonize Matt Campbell when Kirk Ferentz just is so clearly superior. Stop it. Is there a coach in college football that does not garner the respect yeah. like Ferentz? Because, like, everyone everyone makes fun of the contract. Look, I'm guilty of it, too. Everyone makes fun of the contract. Everyone makes fun of... Oh, I was never really done that much in the great landscape. Look, it's not the easiest place to recruit to. No disrespect to Iowa City, but it is Iowa City. And Ferentz has been there. And his, <laughs> no, no disrespect <laughs> to Iowa City, but it is but, Iowa but, City. But look, Gil, he has been there for so long. Yeah. And you, what do you know about Iowa every single year? They're going to beat the heck out of you in the trenches. And what did they do in this game? They beat the heck out of a good team up front. In the trenches, the whole the whole game. They're gonna be an interesting team to watch this year. There is a scenario where they could have a spectacular season uh, within that Big Ten context. But uh, hey, it's a, a Power Five team, and if they have a big season, that could mean huge things for them. Obviously, down the road, um, we'll talk more college football with Pete Futak coming up. Uh, he'll get his picks for Week Two. By the way, I owe Pete a uh, a text or two with my picks as well. I always. Uh, I'm tardy on that. We'll talk uh, about that, about Clay Helton's firing at USC. Uh, it's one thing for him to have been fired, but two games into the season, bizarro. We'll do that a little later. Baseball next. Mark Borchard from an undisclosed location. Baseball picks next on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. 
We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Raise the stakes with BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at an easy hundred bucks. Register using code VSIN100 to win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on the Yankees or the Orioles and either team hits a homer. BetMGM is always ready to help you turn big plays into major paydays. Enjoy innovative parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code VSIN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on the Yankees or Orioles. Orioles, and either team hits a home run. The Baltimore Orioles. Uh, as we used to say growing up, or as they used to say on the Orioles Network, the Orioles Baseball Network. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbook. New customer offer, paid and free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Good, bad, and different. Just try to be funny. If you're funny, we'll read anything. You don't have to be funny, but you know what I mean. Trip Tepper, thank you, Gil. I was yelling at the TV last night for the Ravens to make sure the kickoff landed inbounds inside the 10-yard line. Raiders would have burned at least five to six seconds on the return. Uh, On the OT field goal, Gruden waited until the snap clock was down to 14 seconds to ask for a field goal as well. Uh, This one now from... Do, 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 do. Oh, this is from uh, B. Venom Boy. Watching the game last night on ESPN with Peyton and Eli was the best, especially the last 15 minutes of the game when Russell Wilson was the guest. Incredible game ending with amazing analysis by these guys. Uh, we do primetime action. I do it with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin on MSG+, Plus, so I was unable to hear that. But 100% feedback on that has been nothing but positivity. Uh, this from... This is also for this is also about that from Jaro uh, J A R O T O T R. Uh, they would have just fair caught the kickoff, which wouldn't have used up any time. Yes, but then they just would have um, 
it, it, that would have served two purposes. First of all, off the kick, I think it does a couple seconds do go off, right? If I'm not mistaken. But even if it doesn't, you pin them. Either way, it's a win-win. You, it, it's not the college rules. Right. If you fair catch it at the 10, you get the ball at the 10. That's right. So it's, it's, that's the thing. It's like you, you win in either situation there. Either it's the time or the field position. But don't kick it in the back of the end zone. Uh, this from uh, Dami Gunn. Panthers week one. Um, he had them in the contest in Survivor, I guess. He, the, he says the Panthers left an easy 10 to 14 points on the floor. The final score wasn't indicative of how the Jets were dominated. Panthers fumbled on their own four-yard line. This Wilson love will be a, uh, what does he say? Arian, yes, I'm, I'm a Jets fan. I'll be attacking. Not sure what he meant there at the end, but I guess, he, I guess he's not high on Wilson after that game. I don't know. I, if the quarterbacks were flipped, Carolina would have been up 35 nothing at halftime. Probably so. Yeah, I mean, Darnold would have thrown seven interceptions if he was playing behind that jet line. Uh, Rocky, great show, Gil. I checked the uh, week one NFL standings. The Raiders are 2-0. and <laughs> I guess he's referring to how many times the uh, the Raiders had to win that game last night. They might have been 0-2, too, at one point. Um, and Trip Tepper points out, again, this isn't college football. A fair catch is spotted at the catch in the NFL in place of the 25-yard line. Um, so... There you go. Um, either way, you win with the uh, with a mortar kick. So uh, let's talk some baseball because we haven't had a chance to do that, and this has been fabulous here down the home stretch. Not from really a pennant standpoint, although the Giants and Dodgers still have to settle the NL West, but the wild card race is heating up. Let's bring in Mark Borchard from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert at base winner. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. This NL West is amazing, Gil. I've got a stat for you that that's pretty interesting. Please. Well, okay, so the Dodgers season win total, 103.5 wins, very high win total. In fact, the the closest team to him in that division was the Padres with the 95.5. But as it stands right now, the Dodgers still have a 48% chance to hit that win total, but they only have a 51% chance to win the division. I thought that was really, really interesting. (laughs) That's amazing. And you know why that is, Mark? It's called Giants Magic, my friend. Unbelievable. This team just refuses to lose, Gil. Eight in a row. It's crazy. And uh, right now, I think that this is the first time that I've, I've had the Giants favored uh, to win this division. I have hey. to win. Yeah. And uh, it's right now, it's about 50-50, but uh, the Giants have a slight, a slight edge against the Dodgers. Let me do this because I do it every week. Didn't have a chance to do it now during football season on Mondays, but I'll do it on Tuesdays. This is the remaining strength of schedule in the National League. Now, the, I threw the Giants and Dodgers in there because they're obviously vying for the NL West crown. The rest of these teams, uh, it's all about the wild card, with the exception of the Braves, who have a lead in the NL East. But primarily, these are all vying for the number two wild card position, which right now in the National League is inhabited by the Cincinnati Reds, by a half game, by the way, a half game over both the Padres and... The St. Louis Cardinals, who remember when we talked about this a week ago, double digits, yes, to make the postseason. They were double-digit odds to make the, the postseason. I believe it was 12-1 to 1 or 13-1, to 1, if I'm not mistaken. Don't hold me to that. It could have been 11-1, to 1, but it was right in that pocket. So here's the remaining strength of schedule. The Padres, good God, man. The Padres right now have a remaining strength of schedule of 6-0-4. Remember, there was 10 games starting last night, 10 remaining games against the Giants, and they got housed by the Giants. You Darvish did in the first inning yesterday, and the Giants coasted to victory. But this is the deal with the Padres. They're essentially playing, I'll do it again as they do every week, they're basically playing the something just shy of, 
of the Rays and Brewers every game the rest of the season, essentially, is what that record means. But what they're doing, that's their average combined uh, opponent win percentage. Nine of those games are against the San Francisco Giants. Nine of them. If you want to know what the other ones are, uh, it doesn't get much better. Believe me, there's a handful of game against the Dodgers, so on and so forth. So uh, that's the story with them. By the way, just to be accurate about it, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's nine more against the Giants. It's three more against the Dodgers, three more against the Cardinals, four more against the Braves. That's their season. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah, and it, and it gets kind of like like as a Dodger backer or as a Philly backer, you kind of want to see this Padres team at least stay in the race. Yeah. And they and and like. I mean, they put their best guy out there last night, and he just got battered. And now they're today they're going with Arietta, which Ugh, I mean, brutality. I, mean, I I can't believe they don't have anybody better in their in, in the in the minor system to to call up. But maybe there's some contract stuff that they they don't want to get into because I mean, bringing Arietta in. I mean, really, I mean, why else? Why would you put this guy it, out on the? On it's the hill? such a great point. If you're a fan of that team or you have Padres tickets, that's that's malpractice. It, it really is. Like, oh, my God, this is the guy we have to rely on? But I will give the Padres credit. I mean, they've hung. It's not really that they've hung. It's that the Reds refuse to really make a move on them, right? So now the Reds still with a half, now with a half-game lead over again, both the Padres and the Cardinals for that number two wildcard position. Meanwhile, the Dodgers and Giants uh, vying for the NL West. And, and just the, the Phillies and the Mets, like, is there a team? I know, I know, listen, the Minnesota Twins are the most disappointing team of this whole season. But the Philadelphia Phillies in this playoff stretch, is there a team more disappointing than them? One game above 500 now, and they had the easiest schedule for most of this. Yeah, they've been pretty bad. You, you, you lose three or four to, to the Rockies, and that pretty much says it all. And like, like I've said before, like this team's really good, especially offensively on paper, and they just have not produced. And, uh, I mean, you can call them the chokes because that's what they've done the last last 30 days. Real, real quick, here's the remaining strength of schedule in the American League. This one much more concise because it's really just about the number two wildcard position, which the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Toronto Blue Jays pr- currently have the number one spot at 81 and 63. Then you have the Yankees at 80 and 64, which is really percentage points, or excuse me, one game behind them, pardon me. Then it's the Red Sox, percentage points behind the Yankees at 81 and 65, and the Mariners in Oakland with 66 losses. So this is a real log jam, but how about those baby Jays, Mark? Yeah, I've got them right now, 74.8% uh, chance to get into the playoffs, and they've just been, I mean, every every time you looked at the scoreboard with the Blue Jays, it was double digits. They, they had 22, I think they scored 22 runs in five innings uh, on Sunday. It, it was crazy. Vlad Guerrero, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. could win the Triple Crown and lose the MVP. It could happen. Yeah, no, 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 I could definitely see that happening, Gil. Yeah. Could happen. Again, this is in 2012 when we talked about no one winning the Triple Crown for 45 years. Carl Yastrzemski in 67, and then finally Miguel Cabrera does it in 2012, and people wanted to give it to Trout. And you're like, you can't, you can't just ignore 45 years of talking about the Triple Crown. Same, I'll just be consistent. You can't ignore a whole you know, half century or a full century of someone doing something Ruthian. Real quick, your two picks of the day, Mark. We have a minute here. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, with the Mets over the Cardinals. Big edge in, in starting pitching by my three-metric chart. Uh, I've got Stroman. He's no prize. He's about 50%, but I have this Woodford at a four percentile, and he hasn't pitched over a, a 50 percentile game in his four starts. So like the Mets, like their bullpen much better than the Cardinals. And uh, I'm going to go over to Seattle for uh, in later action. I'm going to play the under in this game. 
like Eovaldi, like Anderson, too. I mean, I have uh, Eovaldi at a 94 percentile in that three metric chart. And Anderson, I've got at a 90 percentile. Uh, this Seattle bullpen, this is an interesting stat. Over the last 14 days, three metric uh, bullpen chart, Seattle's number one over the last 14 days, Gil. So, look, I'm going with the under in this one. I'm going with the Mets. Uh, I think the Mets really should have more wins than they do. The Cardinals should have more losses than they do. And those are the plays, Gil. All right. Mets and the under in the Boston-Seattle game. Mets are still on the screen. One game below 500. Mathematically, more than mathematically, actually still alive if they could just get something going. Thank you, Mark. We'll talk to you later this week. My pleasure, Gil. At base winner. You can follow him there. Coming back, uh, we'll talk with Pete Futak about college football. That and more. NFL as well. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.